Blog Talk Radio. Thursday, welcome to Let's Chat. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Hey, T, how are you? I'm good, Lisa. How are you? You know, I was actually waiting for our tail end of that. You are now tuned in. I'm so programmed to hear it. I'll just be sitting here waiting. <laughs> I thought I was trying something different. I was trying something different because you know. I don't know. I'm trying to try different things, some new things. I don't know, girls. Child, don't know. <laughs> I was just sitting, I was sitting at my desk. So I've been here all day in this room, and I said, mm-hmm. "I'm just all over the place, girl. I got, I got so much going on, but I said I was not going to complain, right? Because mm-hmm. see, when you are doing what you enjoy, mm-hmm. we tend to complain." About, oh, I got so much going on, I got this, I got that, but you're actually doing what you enjoy. You could be doing something you didn't enjoy. So I am glad that I'm doing the things that I enjoy um, in literature. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that I'm able to be a blessing to other people. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I'm, my new thing is I'm not going to complain because I do have a lot to do. Um, but it's just a point of kind of getting a handle on everything and getting organized and right. so that I can complete all my tasks. So I said, no mm-hmm. more complaining. Mm-hmm. I think that's the key, Leash, um, is just being able to work on your projects and just have everything organized because organization is so key, especially when you have your hands in so many pots, you have so many things on your desk that you're trying to, to get in and there's deadlines on certain things and there's deadlines on other things and everyone's pulling you every which way. So organization and a good assistant program really helps. So I feel you over there. I know how you feel. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And I know that you can't do things alone, but mm-hmm. I think that sometimes, and and I'm glad. See, we always talk about teamwork and putting a team together. You have to. Sometimes you got to do things alone. You can't uh, just entrust everything you're doing to everybody. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because everybody is not. Um, for you like that Everybody don't want to see you grow like that And so they're mm-hmm. not going to treat it Like you would treat it It's not as important You know what I'm saying So mm-hmm. I like And I like to have people around me I can trust one And that I, I know how they work Like I know their work ethic I don't have to question it If right. I um, refer them to somebody Like if I refer you to somebody If I say you need an editor Go to Tony. Like, for real, I'm putting Mm -hmm. my name on it because I know you're just that good. If I Mm -hmm. say um, you need an editor, I I mean, not not an editor, you need a graphic artist, go to Q because I know he's just that good. Like, I trust his skill to put my name on it and be like, yeah, you're going to be pleased with the work that you get from this person or that mm-hmm. person. So I don't put my name on everybody because I'm like, well, I don't know what kind of work they're going to get. I don't want them to come mm-hmm. back and be like, well, Alicia, you see it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you exactly. It. You That's what you don't said, want. <laughs> right, you said that they was going to do good work. So mm-hmm. it's just, um, I don't know, it's just one of those things. And, you know, I'm excited mm-hmm. because today – we have some fabulous, fabulous guests in here, y'all. Let me tell y'all, I appreciate my Rolodex. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, and, and I don't even have to use it sometimes. Sometimes it just comes to me, and I appreciate it. But we got the fabulous author, Nikki Turner, in the building. We got the actor, mm-hmm. Melvin Jackson, uh, Jr., in the building. And we got the fabulous author, LaJill Hunt, in the building. So it's going down here in the chat room. Actually, that's an awesome lineup, and each one of them brings something totally different, totally different awesomeness to the chat room tonight. So I hope you guys are excited as we are, and we're about to dive in and have a great, great show. Ain't no telling what's going to happen up in here in the chat room tonight. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, our topic today is waterworks. You know how people have that saying, um, Sometimes people don't believe water is wet. Mm-hmm. You ever heard that saying before? I ain't never heard that one. Okay. So <laughs> there's a saying, some people don't believe water is wet, right? And so the topic is water works, making sure you stay ready. Because you never know who you're going to come in contact with. You never know who you're going to cross paths with. You never know who's going to seek you out. And so you have to kind of stay ready. Mm-hmm. Oh, and a lot of times I think we find ourselves getting ready. We're getting ready for this. We're getting ready for that. But instead of mm-hmm. putting in our mind that this is already going to happen, so let me stay ready. Mm-hmm. Trying to stay like, ahead, of the, ahead of the ball. Absolutely. Absolutely. For example, we're going to Essence. So it's like I got to stay ready. I got to want to get ready at the last minute. I know I'm going Mm -hmm. to Essence. I know what type of authors are going to be there. I know who I'm going to cross paths with. Therefore, Mm -hmm. you need to go shopping in advance. You need to make sure you have your hair 
set in advance. Everything needs to already be done, not done at the last minute where you rushing day mm-hmm. days before. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Your room need to be on point. Your ticket need to be on point. You need to be mm-hmm. on point and not wait until it's actually time to do something. Right. Because then you don't put your best foot forward when you're rushed. And um, it's funny you should say that because, like like Alicia said, we are going to be at the Essence with Monique um, Hall. So if you're in the area or if, and if you're not, catch a plane, no cheap flights, and come on down because it's going to be a fabulous affair. But in the back of your mind, no matter what you're doing, you could be busy at work or you could be just relaxing, cooking dinner. In the back of your mind, you know that you have some tasks that needs to be a paid attention to, and like you said, we're going to be talking, the topics we're going to be talking, how we're going to be looking, how we're going to present, because we always want to present less chat in the best light. You know, that's our brand, Uh Lisha and I. We we take pride in that. So that carries a lot with um, how we present ourselves, because we are less chat, and we have, we're an award-winning show. I'm so proud to say that, Lisha. I know. And it's you want to uphold. So Absolutely. you always want to be prepared. Yes. You always want to be prepared, and you want to keep that, that, that brand pure. You want to keep it where, oh, and you go in there, sure, you're going to have so much fun. Those ladies, they really know what they're doing. They're really helpful. You know, you want to maintain mm-hmm. that. So you have to be prepared and don't just wait till the last minute because sometimes that last-minute action is not necessarily that best foot forward action. And you've seen rushed. Just like if you look at mm-hmm. it like a book, right? If you are a reader, and like you are a reader, reader, not just, you know, uh, you know, I, I crack it open here and there, but like a reader. Right. When you are a reader, that means that you're fascinated with the art of writing. You may not think mm-hmm. so when you're reading, but you are fascinated with the art of writing. You're fascinated with that author's mind. You're fascinated with mm-hmm. the, the ability in their pen. It just fascinates you, right? So you're mm-hmm. able to mm-hmm. feel their passion through their pen. That being said, if an author is rushing in their book, if they're rushing through, you can tell. Mm-hmm. You can tell where they oh, ran yeah. out of thought. You can tell where they rushed through a chapter. You can tell where they probably they didn't really know what was going on here because you don't know what's going on here. It's not smooth. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You mm-hmm. can tell all of those small details inside of a book, and they could be the best author, your favorite author. When you pick it up, you can tell, no, something's going on right here. This right here ain't right. You can tell right. when they're rushing through it, when they put it through, if they got um, – five series in a book, and then book five is like, I don't know, this book will struggle feel right here. And that's just being mm-hmm. true, true as a reader. You can tell mm-hmm. when an author is struggling with their the, the vision and struggling with bringing the story to light because it's like, oh, this thought's come to an end right here because they really mm-hmm. are running out of things. They're running out of right. content for this particular subject, and it's time for them to move on. You can mm-hmm. see that, and you you can feel that. Mhm. And you can also see it and read it when they put a whole lot of like what we like to say fluff, you know, a whole lot of extra stuff that doesn't even necessarily pertain to the story. It's just words filling up a page. That's that extra stuff that has no bearing on anything. Um, and if you're true to your craft, you don't want that. You don't want your la- name labeled with something that is that whole lot of nothing. <laughs> Right, or you're rushing, you know. Um, I have, like, two books, and it's like, wow. And I'm trying to think of different things, and I'm like, okay, well, let me just go ahead on and get it done. But now I'm like, okay, 
I try to think about the content, like think about things that I, I want to put in it in situations because at first I was like it's going to all be just true stuff, stuff that I experienced, and it's like it can't be that way. Um, mm-hmm. You have to switch it up. You have to do something different because you, you're, you're, not re, you're not writing that book for yourself. You're writing it for other people. And mm-hmm. um, shout out to Kiki Swenson because she actually was telling me this. She was like, you got to do something a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. can still mean well coming from that particular space and place or time in your life, but you gotta you gotta add a little spice to it. You gotta I always say I say season salt. You gotta add some seasoning to it because you're you're not gonna be buying the book. Other people are. So you gotta put something in mm-hmm. there to make them want to buy the book. And I always keep that in mind, like when my authors come to me and they have a title and I'm like that doesn't say by me. You know what I'm saying? It, it has mm-hmm. to say by me. I'm a reader. Your synopsis has to say by me. I'm a reader. And it has to be mm-hmm. able to appeal to my eye candy as a reader. That cover is not appealing to my eye candy as a reader. It might appeal to you, but it's not appealing mm-hmm. to the people that you need to get it into, right? Right, right. That's that's so true. You know, Lisa and I, we just get right into our show like we don't have new faces that we see out there. <laughs> just to let you guys know what we do here on Let's Chat, my name is Tony once again, and I am joined every Thursday and Friday by my phenomenal co-host, Miss Alicia. But here on Let's Chat, we love celebrating literature, and, and, and you'll get a taste that it's not just literature that we're passionate about. It's all walks of life that have come through the doors of Let's Chat. But we mm-hmm. love doing it in a royal way, no matter what it may be. Our show allows all of our guests and our listeners to interact in a fun, intimate, and friendly environment. You get to hear the passion behind what it is that our guests are passionate about. And you never know, it may spark you or touch you at a point in your life that you may want to pursue that same venue. So we hope you guys are excited about tonight's show. Like we said, we have Nikki Turner in the house, actor Melvin Jackson, and the beautiful author LaJelle Hunt. We have a great show on tap, and we hope you guys are ready to sit back, get those red cups, because, you know, we don't judge you on this chat, and enjoy the show tonight. Absolutely. And as usual, y'all know we have our trending topic. I didn't do a live today, and I ain't going to lie, y'all. I just didn't feel like doing my hair. I'm just out. That's <laughs> what it is. I'm like, I feel like doing my hair, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that today. But I will make sure. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that's what it was. <laughs> I'll make sure that uh, I'll be on point next week, uh, so that we can do a live. Now, our trending topic this week, ladies. I'm I'm a little disappointed in us, you know, because I'm I'm real Amazon. I feel like women are like the world. We are like the backbone mm-hmm. of the entire world. So I'm mm-hmm. like looking for us to come out and be like, yeah. But they didn't do that so much in this um, trending topic this week. And I wonder okay. why. You know, we did have some people that chimed in with some great, great, great uh, comments. And they were honest. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I like that one thing about women, we're able to be honest about, like, mm-hmm. really what it is. And so the trending mm-hmm. topic this week um, that we will discuss for today and tomorrow um, in our free time on the show is um, what's love got to do with it? You need to leave, but you can't. 
And it's like, ladies, let's talk about it. Why do we put ourselves in bad situations? And when I say put ourselves in bad situations, I mean whenever we see a stop sign, we do that rolling stop, and we just Mm -hmm. keep going. And then when we start seeing red lights everywhere, then it's like, wait a minute, it's sirens, stuff is going off, you got fire. It's like, wait, there's something going on over here. But you passed the stop sign back there when you did the rolling mm-hmm. stop. And I, my thing was like, why, why do we do that? Sometimes we put ourselves in those situations, um, and we know mm. that they're not right situations, and we know that um, that's not going to work doing it that way. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. we kind of pass the stop sign, do a roller stop, and keep going. And so I did pose that question. We had some fabulous responses. I want to mm-hmm. shout out to McCain Nat, who is on my Facebook page. And let me tell you, she always, 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 always supportive of everything I do. She's always encouraging. She's on every post. And so I appreciate mm-hmm. her. And so she says, why do we allow or let ourselves to get in bad situations? I'd have to say, I've been there, done that, LOL. Mm-hmm. I'm at the point in my life where I feel the slightest uncomfortable in anything or with anyone, I'm out uh, in no time. Mm-hmm. It says, my motto is, I can't change whatever it is, but at the same time, I don't have to be part a part of it either. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good point. And Dice Storm weighed in as well, I see. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What did she say? She says, I don't think women choose women's choice or choose anything, but feel trapped and not self-worth. If the man is telling them this, trust me when I say no man has that power over anything or anybody, leave his ass and get someone who treats you like a queen. (laughs) We all want to be treated like a queen. (laughs) And and everybody took it as um, a man. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a man. It could be a job. So the the topic came from actually a conversation. Again, I always talk to Brian every couple of mornings. But it came from um, I changed clients at work. And it was like, you know you don't like something, but you just keep doing it. And it's like, Mm -hmm. eh, eh. So it's like, why why continue to put yourself there? If you have the ability, then you need to change it. You need to change your path if you can't change your mindset about something. You know what I'm saying? And so that was mm-hmm. where it kind of came from. And like today's topic, water works. And it comes from, you know, people always say people don't believe water is wet. So if you don't believe, if you know that water is wet, then you should stay ready. Stay ready for anything that should be coming your way. Stay ready for any blessing that could pour into you. Stay ready for any situation that you that may just fall in your lap and you're like, oh, you know, but you got to stay ready for it. But we tend to wait to the last minute to do everything. And sometimes mm-hmm. we put ourselves in a situation where it's like, girl, I got so much going on. I don't know, but we've procrastinated. We've waited. We didn't prepare for what our vision is. And so now mm-hmm. here we are, tired. You know what I'm saying? We're tired now. Mm-hmm. 
Because they uh-huh. ain't stay ready. Uh-huh. But I think that's the word that, that I was looking for that you just shared, procrastination. Because if you just know you have to do something, but you just keep putting it off, that's procrastination. And also, Leash, on a different light, when you rush and you're not prepared when the situation presents itself, afterwards you say, oh, my God, I could have did this so much better. I could have did it this way. That's when all the things come at you that should have been coming at you before if you have been properly prepared. So procrastination mm-hmm. is that key word, I think, in what, in that, in, in what you're explaining tonight. Absolutely, and we got our first fabulous guest. We call her fabulous because we love when she comes into the chat room. She's been cooking in her creative kitchen. See, she got the creative crock pot going, okay? And we got <laughs> the, the crock just, pot. Yes, we got everything just going on in her kitchen. And so I'm so excited, Lejeel Hunt. I'm excited for her, honey. She got oh, a New York right. Times best-selling book. She got, she got, you got stuff going on, child. Girl, you're making me feel like I'm doing something. Y'all popping up my screen today. <laughs> you are. Yes. I feel like I'm talking to Sprinkle of Jesus right about now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, child. Okay, so you, tell us what's going on because you got the crock pot and the grill going. What you got uh, going oh on? Gosh. I have so much That's going on. Well, I'm so so much going on. I'm getting on my my youngest child. It's her senior year. I have literally gotten on her last nerve. She's like, Lord, I just, she she got like one foot out the door. Like June twenty third can't get here fast enough. She's like, cause my mama is losing her mind. She's pulling her hair out. <laughs> Oh gosh, um, I am extremely, extremely blessed. Like that's all I can say. Like man, God has just, just he just moving in my life, and I'm like, okay, for a long time I ain't right and take advantage of none of these opportunities. So let me just go ahead and be like, this is my year of yes, like yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. So, <laughs> so awesome. um, of course. Carl Weber and I, uh, we teamed up last year and we did grand opening too. And then that went so well that he afforded me the opportunity to uh, co-write a family business for. And so that came out on last week. And Mm -hmm. um, I have another, uh, he picked me up to do full figured and I have that coming out. I have my own book that's coming out um, that, well, it's past the due date, but it's called um, Catching Feelings. That's coming out in April, and I'm about to give birth to a new baby, and that baby is called Solus. And Solus is a fiction podcast. It's a script, and... Mm -hmm. um, we have a full cast. We have a full soundtrack. And mm-hmm. when I tell you I love it, like, it's so mm-hmm. much fun. It's it's just mm-hmm. a lot of fun. And I just hope people enjoy listening to it as much as we have writing and recording it. So, mm-hmm. And Solus is a story of one woman and two men, and it just gets complicated from there. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yes. So I got a question for you, LaJill. Where does the passion behind your pen come from? Because when I say you got um, the crock pot going, you got the grill going, and, and coming out not be frying chicken all at the same time, where does that passion come from for you to be able to um, push that that those projects out? Um, I don't know. I I I, I think I just. I have a vivid imagination, really, that that's what it is. And I'm single, mm-hmm. so I have to get my frustration out some kind of way, so I may as well write. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Put it in a book. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. I create, look, I can't, find, I can't find a man of my dreams. Let me go ahead and create one right quick. That's exactly. okay. I can't, get this, that's right. I can't get this 3624, 36 body. That's okay. I bet in my book I have one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a whole lot in between. Exactly. <laughs> oh, you done pissed me off? I can't say what I want to say to you? All right, that's okay. I bet I say it tonight when I get home and put this iPad up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I'm going to play the scenario the way I want in my head. Exactly. <laughs> you better watch your back. I'm telling y'all right now, Jill, ain't no telling. Everything that come across her lap that she don't like, I'm telling y'all right now, y'all in her book. Girl, you just don't know. Like, I've had people like, like, oh, my goodness. I had a friend of mine. He went on a honeymoon. He and his wife, they, they went on a honeymoon. And, um... She was reading my book on the plane. Now, at the time, he was like, oh, my friend LaJill wrote this. Yes, all right, yeah. <laughs> and so he said he would sleep on the plane, and she nudged him and was like, uh, what did you – What LaJill wrote this book about you? She Ooh. never did say what it was that she read. He was like, I, I don't know. I ain't read a book, you know, da, da, da. But they mm-hmm. checked in the hotel, and I was the first person he called. He was like, Jill, what did you put in the book? Like, oh, my God, like, what, what what's going to happen? I was like <laughs> – I just use your name like you like a waiter, dude. Like you ain't even like no main character. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he had, he so, thinking he had a starring role. <laughs> yeah, she she said because she woke me up and I ain't know what to say. I was like, calm down. I didn't put your dirt out yet. <laughs> However, it's still it's still safe for now. <laughs> Yeah, and I have to warn people because I have people all the time like, oh my God, Jill, when you gonna write about me? When you gonna put me in your book? And then when I put them uh-huh. in the book. People actually think, like, they don't realize if you're in my book, you have to have some sort of conflict, some sort of drama. It's not, it mm-hmm. makes you this beautiful person and you just live happily mm-hmm. ever after. Mm-hmm. That's boring. Exactly. But, you got to have some drama and conflict. Yeah, yes. but as a reader, when I think that when you first start reading, you're reading for entertainment. And so it's exciting. Oh, you want to put me in a book? Yada, yada. You're not thinking about the writer's <laughs> process. We were talking about right. that earlier in the show, how, you know, if you are an avid, avid reader, not dabble here and there, but an avid, avid reader, you can peep so much in an author's pen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can tell if they're rushing through something. You can tell if the, that's about somebody. Uh-uh, they spilling tea. This about somebody right here. I felt this one right here. This this paragraph, I felt this mm-hmm. in my spirit. And you, you can, can tell, tell that, oh, she just tried to – she just tried to stretch this chapter out, like oh, she just—that's yes. a filler, like this just filler Absolutely. because she had a bridge to the next scene, like oh, okay. Absolutely. And what happens yeah. is they don't understand the process behind writing. So once they 
have their name in a couple of books, it's like then they start asking those questions. Because, see, you got to ask questions, ladies and gentlemen, when you volunteer your services to go in a book. You got to put out expectations and you got to write questions. <laughs> don't make her no hoe, but make her a freak. Don't do this. Yes. Da, da, da. I don't want to be killing nobody, but I want to be a badass. You got to put those specifications yeah, out you, there. Yeah, you have to give a <laughs> I put on Facebook the other day, I said, my friends never have to worry about them calling me and telling me something in secrecy and my not telling anyone else because they know I don't do that. Like, Mm -hmm. I I never do that. However, Mm -hmm. they have learned that they have to give me a disclaimer, like, LaJill, you cannot use what I'm about to tell you in a book because they will know. I was like, (laughs) okay, all right, okay, let me get myself together. And so, because... Use it, child. They don't, they ain't gonna know. How they gonna know? You could dress it up real nice. They could be like, that sounds Change like the it, name. I don't know. Yes. My friend called me Saturday morning with some good tea. I was like, oh. she was like, look, Jill. She said, Jill, Jill. I was like, okay, okay. She said, Jill, you can't. You cannot. I was like, can I save it for like a couple of years? Like, uh, She's like, Jill, no, oh, this is why I don't like telling you something. I'm like, okay, all right. And it's like a crackhead. Like, I'm scratching my I'm scratching my neck and my arm. Like, this will be so good because it's already good tea. I can make it piping hot with lemon and ooh. sugar and, ooh. I'm like, oh, no. See, I would just wait a minute and let it marinate on her spirits. And then bring it back yeah. to her. Be like, remember this tea yes. that you gave me? It's still hot. And I got yeah. this, you know, I got this thing that I could do with it. And the other person will never even know. You said one word. Yes. I was like, ooh. She's like, LaJill. I'm like, okay, okay, all right. She's like, Prom- okay, I promise, okay. I promise, all right. <laughs> page a lot of times I, my pay, facebook page is is conservative it really is i do mm-hmm. kind of i do a little racy sometimes but it's really conservative because i got a lot of different people from different industries on my page that mm-hmm. i network with and so i gotta be careful and so when i post stuff you know you gotta have your non-conservative time where you're posting <laughs> stuff because you need people to respond and so people tend to think everything is that oh, girl what's going on Somebody does something, I'd be like, Well, it wasn't about you, but if the shoe fits, I'm gonna need you to go mm-hmm. ahead and the lace them bad boys been going with today. Don't nobody know with you because it wasn't, but since you said so, okay. You know what I'm saying? And so everything you yeah. do is surrounded about somebody else, but y'all mm-hmm. have what's going. And I'd be looking yes. for some content. And honey, life is content. <laughs> All the time, I was like, "Oh, people lurk on my Facebook all the time, trying to see what I'm putting up there, and I just keep it real, like, oh, blah blah blah." I was like, "But mm-hmm. child, if they ever and, and they if they ever find their way into these Facebook groups that my friends <laughs> and I are in, baby, mm-hmm. 
That's oh, different story, right? <laughs> I, I, I'm free. I'm like, and it kills me because she'd be like, "Legit, you've been quiet on Facebook." And I'd be like, "Girl, I'm like, oh, I was in the group. Okay, never mind. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm going through right now, um, girl. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, I mean, Facebook. I, I, oh gosh. First of all, everybody's a critic. Everybody got an opinion. Like, Lord mm-hmm. how much I put an opinion up about uh, Justin Timberlake, and I thought he did decent on the Super Bowl. When I tell you, people in my inbox, they was, I was like, oh, God. Okay, first of all, I don't <laughs> care because I didn't get paid. Justin didn't pay me. I could care right. less about either team that was playing. I just happened to watch because I'm waiting on this is us. Like, y'all, what? why are y'all so mad? <laughs> It's the society we live in, right? The society we live in is very unfocused. It's very unfocused. It's very impatient. It's the society. But society structures a lot of things that we do. It structures religion. It structures relationships. It structures health. It structures a lot of things that we do. And so when we're on Facebook, that is society. You know what I'm saying? That's society chiming in or feeling like it's okay to chime in because you've made it public and so I think about how stars you know you have celebrities and their life is constantly out there and some can take it and some can't but it's like Mm -hmm. a lot of them say this is what I do I'm letting people in my world so Mm -hmm. I I can't be mad even the 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 mom that you know she stormed off and I was like she was dead wrong I said, but guess what? Um, uh, that was her. She was wrong. That's my uh, whatever. I said, but some moms, just because you have a bad moment doesn't make you a bad mom. And I've had some jacked up moments. But by the grace of God, mm-hmm. they were never mm-hmm. in front of no cameras. It was, I mean, I've had some jacked up mom moments. I said, mm-hmm. so I ain't judging her. Like, I wish her the best. I wish him the best. And I keep it moving. I'm not getting to sign no petition. I'm not getting to do nothing. Like I'm not going. You're like that's a mess. Oh my goodness! And he's in a position to feel like he has to defend his mom because yes, he he made that one moment. And I think again, it comes with understanding. I always say, know what you know because you know it. When your 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 son is entering into this type of arena, it's a whole different level of life. You see what I'm saying? And a lot of times, yeah. even like when we buy houses, that's a whole nother level, level of life. When you mm-hmm. have stock, that's a whole nother level of life. And if you're not there mentally and you're not prepared for it, back to our topic, water mm-hmm. work, stay ready. Yep. You're not ready for that level of life. When it comes and, and it's there, it's going to be like, boom, bow, I'm yep. here. And you're going to be looking like, dang, I ain't got my hair I'm done. Right. I just did mm-hmm. this. Somebody I just did that. They done saw me up They ain't even been to their kids' basketball, rec basketball game. Like, what? Right. <laughs> Hold on. I need for you to mm-hmm. go to your child's PCA me while you talk about what that mama did. <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> Shut up. Exactly. And see, that's why, exactly. that's why I'm like, oh, my God, like, no, you you cannot be talking about nobody's bad mom moment. Like, whoa, 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 hold on. Like, and that's why I have to censor myself and just pull back. Like, Jill, mm-hmm. just pull it back. Just let them. Just let them. Like, but in mm-mm. that moment, was she a mom though? 
I think in that moment she was a fan. And everybody knows you got some hardcore fans. Like if you oh, sit yeah. me in front of a Niners game, you'd be like, <laughs> From what I have been told, her this and I don't know. Like I said, they not my peoples. I don't know them. Like I'm, I, I don't know these. Like for real, it ain't my son. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to beat my child into filling out an essay for her five hundred dollars scholarship. So I don't have no dog in this fight. But right. from what I understand. <laughs> Her son has some gang affiliations. She wanted to get him out of Florida, which is why she had on the Tennessee hat and the oh, so she Alabama wanted shirt. him to go so about his way. So she wanted him to go, like, mm-hmm. get away from Florida. And I'm not defending her. I'm, I'm not, like I said, I don't care. Really, I don't. But mm-hmm. unless she buys a book and I would really appreciate it, I would sign it for her. Just, you know, <laughs> put that out there. Just saying. <laughs> but, yeah. but, I, I mean... And and she fears for her son's life. Like I get it. Now at the mm-hmm. same time, the the couple that was standing behind her, the lady that had on the white dress and the the other guy, um, that was his stepmom and his father. And from what I understand, the stepmom went to Florida, so they had mm-hmm. some influence on his decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I don't I don't know. And last and final. From what I understand, this entire process, think about it, he's the number five recruit in the nation. For mm-hmm. two years, these coaches have been coming and in their ear and pulling them in 50,000 different directions, and you don't know which way to go, and it's just a lot of stress. They get phone calls at like 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, I, mm-hmm. from what I understand, it's a lot of stress on everybody involved, and in that moment, she just had to walk away. Mm-hmm. Might not have been the best mm. moment for her to walk away. However, you know, right. it could have been way worse. It really could have. Right. She could have flipped the table. She could have cussed him out. She could have yoked him up. Like I said, I've had mm. some bad mom moments that I'm not proud of. Right. But mm. it happened. Mm. Move so, on, I was wondering if I was wondering if the guy that sat next to him was his dad. I wasn't sure which one was which. So that's, yeah. You know, I just know the lady information is different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens when you don't have information. It's kind of like dipping. Right. You dip in, you don't have all the information, but you're dipping into a portion of it, right? I mean, they ready to mm-hmm. lynch this lady. I'm like, well, dang. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why y'all so mad? That's what I don't understand. Why people so mad? Like, golly, they so mad. They're like, they're like repeat, repetitively posting about the same thing. And I'm like, why y'all so mad at her? Like, why? Y'all don't understand. Crazy, I don't know, crazy, crazy. I don't know. Absolutely. Which is but very self-empowering. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, I have a question. Because yeah. you talk about your... um. Your moments, you talk mm-hmm. about, and this is why we do what we do here on Let's Chat, because a lot of times you have authors, readers don't even get to see that side of them, you know what I'm saying, just that more intimate side. And I love right. that we get to see the, all the different phases and shades and sides of the jail hunts. Now, <laughs> you are going to be at Essence. Tell us how that came about and, and a little bit about that experience. Um. Essence came about like last year. Um, 
was the first year I was invited, and um, Michelle Moore, she called me one Sunday, and she was like, hey. And I was like, hey. She said, um, so you want to come to Essence? And I was like, well, um, I, I guess. Because I, I, I was all confused by why. Because she was so calm about it. She was like, hey, you want to come to Essence? And I'm like, well, you know, I have to take my daughter to Xavier, you know, and drop her off anyway. And I thought she was getting ready to invite me to lunch. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, no, I, I want to know, do you want to come and sign? And I was like, what do you mean, come and sign? And she was like, Girl. well, um, <laughs> she said, Monique Hall needs um, needs to know if you want to come and sign because, mm-hmm. you know, she's having a booth and she's a legit Hunt fan. I was like, mm-hmm. what? What are you talking about? Like, what? Mm-hmm. And so she was like, hold on, let me get her on the phone. And so she got mm-hmm. Monique on the phone, and this always blows my mind, how people be like, oh, my God, LaJill, I've read all your books. Like, girl, I love you. And I'm just like, what? Like, because I, I never feel like it, it trips me out because mm-hmm. I'm just LaJill. Like, I'm, I'm like, wow. I mean, I'm just, I'm like, you're inviting me to Essence. Like, why are you? I'm Okay. And that's just me. I've never been the, like, oh, my God, if you want me to come, you better have, like, that's just never been me. And I was just like, mm-hmm. thank you so much for the opportunity. Now, me mm-hmm. just being transparent in this moment, because, you know, y'all my mm-hmm. girls and stuff, mm-hmm. my first question, well, when she's, when I told her yes, and so then she was like, okay, well, I'll just go ahead and I'm going to email you um, the hotel information. So, mm-hmm. She sends me hotel information, and I was like, you know what? Okay. I waited for a day or two, and then I called her back, and I was like, Monique, thank you so much. I'm going to come, and I'm going to sign, but I'm going to stay with my aunt because, like, I can't afford to stay at the hotel. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Lejo, all your expenses are paid. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I was like, wow. What? And she was like, Lejo, you are being invited to sign at Essence. Like, Mm-hmm. You're legit, huh? Like, you don't understand. I was really. It took Monique like two days to convince me actually what was happening because <laughs> I was like, but I don't understand why. Like, uh, and so wow. I went and I'm like standing there between Victoria Christopher Murray and Nikki Turner, and I'm standing there like, oh my god, this is this is dope. Like, I'm really standing there. <laughs> Like in between mm-hmm. them, like, mm-hmm. and the like one of the, the most mind blowing experiences for me for a- Essence mm-hmm. was a girl walked up to the girl was asked me to take the picture of her and Victoria, and I'm like, mm-hmm. of course, that's no problem, whatever. And so then Victoria said, well, don't you want to take a picture with LaJill? And the girl was like, oh my god, LaJill Hunt's here, and Victoria's like, you just asked her to take our picture. <laughs> what? <laughs> And I mean, she went in straight like fan mode, and I'm just like, oh, oh my god, like really, like uh, <laughs> so. Oh, that's such a blessing, Lejeune. It truly it is. I'm getting, I'm getting goosebumps listening to you. And an experience, so like what we just got finished talking about, being prepared for that level. Now you have seasoned mm-hmm. authors 
Nikki Turner, Victoria Christopher, they're used to when they go to events, this is what it is. I'm asking you to come to my event. Your room is paid for. Your flight is paid for. Da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? But a lot mm-hmm. of times when you are not, that's a different level. That's a different level. And so when you get up there, it's like, wait a minute, you're paying for my room. What's the cash? Why are you paying for my room? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, me? You want me to sign your book? You want me to sign your book? You want to take a picture with me? And so this year at the Atlanta Black Expo that Monique is hosting, she's like, LaJill, we're going to have a brunch for you. And I was mm. like, why? And she's mm. like, I'm going to need you to you stop sh- saying why, LaJill. <laughs> <laughs> right? she's like, she's like LaJill, you hit the New York Times bestseller list. And I was like, well, uh, it was really Carl. She was like, LaJill, oh, my God. Yeah, <sighs> we're going to have this brunch. We're gonna celebrate you. <laughs> you gotta, you like, look, girl. It's a like, such Monique, a blessing. To, I'm like Monique. You don't have to do it. I promise you. You really don't have to do this. Like I don't want to. Like I was crying on the phone with her. Like Monique, please no. I don't oh. want to do it. Cause and she you better go. <laughs> like you better go and smile. You Lil Hunt. You and, wrote a book with exactly. Carl Weber. That book is a New York Times bestseller, and you have. Your 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 pen has some legs right now. You need to utilize mm-hmm. them legs and take it into a Let different level. Take it to a different uh, area. Expand your readership. So yes, you're gonna go. Yeah, you gonna take I pictures. And, and when people come and say, "Oh, Hunt, hey, sweetie, thank you, beloved." You know they always use that word, beloved. <laughs> yes. Yes, beloved, come, come. Let's yes, do the work. Full the bow. Full the bow. Yes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Make sure you take a picture with us, Joe, because we you were know so looking forward. We were so looking yes, forward to seeing you last year. I know. <laughs> we're going to be there. So yes. we'll be at Essence. We'll be working, but we will be there um, doing whatever it is. Uh, Monique wants us to do as bloggers, but we're exactly. excited to even be invited. Yes. And we are actually having a soulless release party in Atlanta that you guys mm-hmm. will definitely be getting an invite to. Okay, when is it? Wow. Um, it is actually scheduled for March. Um, we're okay, waiting yeah, to hear back now. Because I'm in and out in March, but if I am in town, I'm there. If I'm in town. Yes. But it's, mm-hmm. I mean, if you like to read, if you like great music, if you like drama, if you like great acting, mm-hmm. then you're going to love Solace. Like, it's just, it's, it's, you can actually hear the mm-hmm. drama instead of reading it. So, yeah. Absolutely. But tell us about that it. because I'm really interested in the fiction podcast, Lisa. I'm like, when she said that, I was like, ooh, that's different. <laughs> it is. Absolutely. And I was just like... I was like, oh, my gosh, I think we can do this, guys. And Kevin Elliott was like, uh, well, I mean, if you want to do it. I was like, yes. And then a friend of mine named Alan, who's a music producer, I was like, Alan, listen, I'm telling you, we can do this. And Alan was like, dope, Jill. I mean, hey, let's do it. And, I mean, we just started pulling from just, like, different friends that we knew. And they were like, yeah, I'll do it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, really? Like, okay, like, we can mm-hmm. do this. This is great. And then I read um, an article. Uh, it was like an interview with Issa Rae, and she was like, when I first started out, you know, I didn't have a budget. I had, like, a bunch of friends that whatever I asked them to do, they were like, okay. I was like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. I'm the Issa Rae of Black Podcasting, guys. 
<laughs> Absolutely, but that's how it is. You know, we could talk to you for hours, Lajil. Huh? Oh, we I'm love sorry. Yes, I'm taking. Chat. I'm talking out of death. I'm sorry. You know, I do you every time that to the We love the show. We love it. We love when you come and kick <laughs> it with us here in the chat room. But you know, every time you come in here, Tony always got some fun little questions. I'm gonna tell you, go ahead on clutch your pearls. Matter of fact, just take the pearls off. Sit them on the side and, like, and just brace yourself okay. with your hands on the table because ain't no telling what she's going to ask you. Oh, God, just ask away. I'm ready, Miss Tom. All right. All right, Miss Jill. And once again, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule and sharing it with Lisa and I. But your no, fun question you. has to do with that of the family business part four, that national time best-selling book that y'all better get y'all one click ready. Now, I want yes. to take the least. The lead character. Now I'm gonna just. I want you to set up a little scene. I want to give you a little prop to insert into um, the Duncan. Give them a little prop with the two leading characters, and your prop tonight is an ice cube. Put that in that oh. in a little mini scene. <laughs> in a mini scene, an ice cube. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. <sighs> It had been a long time since Chippy had done what she liked to do with her husband. He had been shot. He had been in a coma. And now he was better, and the doctor had given them the okay. She knew that he would be hesitant when she first approached him in the bedroom, as was she. But one thing about it, she knew what he liked, and she knew that he liked what, no, but she knew how to get him to enjoy it even more. Mm-hmm. She approached him as he sat on the side of the bed with his nightly drink of brandy. The ice mm-hmm. cubes were nearly melted. She cut the main lights down, took the glass from his hands, and instructed him to lay down. She reached into the glass took out a single cube and put it in her mouth. At the same time, she unbuttoned his nightshirt, carefully running her finger along the scar where they had done the surgery to remove the bullet that had almost taken his life. She Mm. kissed him gently, the ice cubes leaving a small, mm, I need a thesaurus here, a a slight trail of water as she went further and further down his chest onto his stomach and at the waistband where his boxers were. I'll leave it at that. Oh, all okay. right, girl. All right, Lisa. I'm like, okay, what happened? What happened? <laughs> we love when we do that. Let me tell y'all, Black Top, Black Top then gave a new meaning to the taser, Okay. <laughs> if y'all miss it, if y'all want to hear about that, make sure y'all hit our archives. If you're just tuning in, this is Last Chat. I am Miss Leisha, and we are talking that talk with Miss LaJill Hunt here on in the chat room. And child, let me tell you, what book is that going to be in? I just found some new things to do with an ice cube. I got a taser. Y'all going to have me have a little Look, room of toys. Even, even be like, I got that from Jill. And in a coma. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it, Lil. Thank you so much for going along with our. We love doing that. That's 
Leisha and I love feeling an author's creative juice, and you just had it all juicy up in the chat room, girl. <laughs> and it's, it, we do it because it's kind of like an excerpt. You know, you go on social media, you see excerpts, or they put them on their website, and it's like mm-hmm. you just be able to get a taste of the author's pen. And so we love mm-hmm. to be able to give people that 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 taste of your pen, that taste of your skill, things that make them excited to go and want to click. Yes. If it's an author that they've yes. never experienced, maybe they don't know who the deal hunt in. It's like, wow, let me go one click and find out about what's going on. Because somebody's been in a coma, they done got shot, and they got ice cubes going on in her book. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I love you guys. Oh, we, we love, love you too. more, girl. I'll and we will see you soon. And in essence. Yes. Let yes. me know about March. Let me know about March. I definitely will. And then, um, yes, we will York. definitely see you in essence, and we will see you at the Atlanta uh, activities Expo. in June as well. We're going to see you for the next <laughs> six months, Jill Hunt. I know. <laughs> you got to get my new book <laughs> All right. I will chat with you guys later. Absolutely. Okay, All right. Thank you so much. Make sure you guys head on over to Amazon and get that one click on with Mr. Jill Hunt and the one and only Carl Weber. Absolutely. I love her. I love when she comes on the show. Welcome to Let's Chat. If you are just tuning in, child, you are missing it. Make sure y'all go back and check our archives out here on blogtalk.com as well as on iTunes. And actually, you can pick us up on any podcast app. Our talking Mm -hmm. point today is waterworks. Stay ready. You know, they have that saying, you know, people don't believe water is wet. And so a lot Mm -hmm. of times when we come into different uh, levels of our life, different scenarios in our life, we're not ready. We should be ready, Mm -hmm. you know, because we Mm -hmm. know that water is wet. So we know that these things can happen, but we don't prepare ourselves. We wait to the last minute to get ready for stuff. We just, we just, Procrastinate. There goes that word right there again, T. And a lot of times we put our we we end up in these situations, and it's like, wow. Okay, now what do I do here? Because we know it was our vision, we know it was our passion, we know it was our thought, but at the same time, you didn't think it was going to happen, so you didn't prepare for right. it. You weren't ready for it, and you got to stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Even if it's not happening right now, you know that it's going to happen, right? You know that this is your vision and this is what you want, and so to speak is to create. So if you speak in it, you are creating it out there. You need to be ready for it when it comes, right? And a lot of times, mm-hmm. we're not ready. Exactly, exactly. you got to stay ready because you never know what's going to be thrown at you at any given moment. Absolutely. We have our next fabulous guest, the fabulous Nikki Turner. Okay. Hey, how are Hi. you? Hey, dogs. Hey, how Nikki. are y'all? We are good. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Yes, yes, yes. I'm happy to be here. We appreciate you taking time out because we know you are busy, honey. You be having so much going on. But for all of those, and I don't know who would not, but for all of those who have not picked up a Nikki Turner book, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and the passion behind your pen. Wow. Well, the passion behind my pen is I basically was an avid reader growing up. My grandmother would always take me to the bookstore. 
to get a book every single Saturday as a little girl. So mm-hmm. as I got older, that was something that I carried on into my adult life. So after reading all the Iceberg Slims and um, Cody Swims Ever, I was like, okay, is it more books like the um, Iceberg Slims and the Donna Goins? And they were like, no, no more books. You've read all of them. Twice. Mm. So I was like, oh, mm. wow. So I just kept on checking back, kept on checking back, kept on checking back. And I just said one day, I said, I'm going to write a book. I think I'm going to write a book. I wanted to write a book that I wanted to read. And at that time in my life, the, the people I knew were not in those books. Mm-hmm. You know, the black books that were out at the time, the people who I knew were not in that book, were not in those books. They were like a little bit over my head. You had the woman who was going to, um, you know, dating her tennis instructor and those type of books. And my life was a little mm-hmm. bit more edgier than that at that time. So I just basically <laughs> decided one day I was going to write a book and, 37 days later, I had the rough draft of um, Pastor's Wife. Mm-hmm. Really? 37 mm-hmm. days? Well, I did. Well, that was when I really you buckled down and said, here, okay, like, I'm going to do this. Really? I've been yeah, having for a year on the same thing, and it took her 37 days. Let me get my life. <laughs> Listen, it was ready. It was ready to come out. Uh-huh. Wow. And I'm kind of like that. Like, once I decide and I buckle down and I'm going to do something, I'm, like, laser point focus on it. That's just, mm-hmm. if, if you know me, that's, that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. I'm still amazed at the 37 days. She got a book going mm-hmm. on over there, Leach. What? what? Mm. Yeah, but I that was just know. Okay, we're going to put this disclaimer out there, though. We're about to put this disclaimer out there, that. though. Okay, so. That was the rough. Draft. That was the rough okay. draft. I was just about to say that. Let me put this yes, in the understand. She said rough draft. She didn't say yeah, rough it draft. was done and sent over to Amazon and to the publisher and it was ready to go. Oh, no. She said it was a, no, 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 the, no. The, the shell of the M&M was there. Right. <laughs> but, understand, but understand when I finally gave my book to Triple Crown, they cut that Joy Lynn Jostle. I don't know if y'all know her, Joy Lynn Jostle. Uh-huh, Ian Joy. Oh, wait, yes, Joy yes. Okay, so that's Yes, Joy Ross. She's Joy Ross now, but back then she was Joy Lynn Jostle. And so mm-hmm. she was doing the editing for Triple Crown at that time. And so remember, this is my first book. This is my first baby. This is, you know, I put my everything into this book. And so she mm-hmm. was like, oh, you know, the book is too thick. We're going to have to cut the book down. I was like, what? No, 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 no. Give me her phone number. And so this is how we, Joy and I, bonded. Like, she was one of the first people I met when I came into the game. And um, she had to do, she did the edit, and she was cutting stuff out. And, and it was just like, I was like, well, what you cut? <laughs> like cutting the arm off your baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, yes. But even though that it was a rough draft, I didn't know where to stop. It was so much of that story that needed to be told. And, um mm-hmm. So it was a rough draft, and I want to say it was probably it was over a hundred thousand words when I turned it in. Whoa, wow! Now just so y'all know, that's a full novel. That that's a that's a yes. full novel. Yes, yes, it is. Wow, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, Nikki, this is Tony, and and since since you first started that rough draft with those thirty-seven pages, have you still felt the need to? 
give your readers as much as you gave, like like another hundred thousand dollars? Because I know you're new. Hundred, give me a hundred thousand dollars. I wish I'm, I'm, I'll be a reader. A <laughs> hundred thousand words, but I know you have a new book coming out, and that's a pretty expensive book. Do you always write and express yourself in so many words? Because I love well, a long book. Well, well, now I I stopped my books way before that, and then I build up on it. So I get the shell, mm-hmm. and then I come back, and I and I add to it as opposed to taking away because I feel like mm-hmm. if we're adding to the book, we're only enhancing the story. We're taking it from from a good story to a oh my god, what the hell is this type of story? Oh my god! Mm-hmm. So I like to build mm-hmm. it up to enhance the story as opposed to taking it away. Mm. Because that's one of the things I look at, you know, this is still funny, Nikki. I always look at the number of pages in a book because of those course. are the type of books I want to just, sometimes I may want to take a, a mental day from work and just sit back and just read a good book. And I love diving into a a, a book like that, you know, a true mm-hmm. book with that many pages. And I'm noticing it's going to, once I crack that spine, there's going to be all types mm-hmm. of drama and conflicts in there. And I just want to like get right into the midst of it. Right. And what's crazy for me is, you know, everybody reads books. On, now, I have a, a couple of my go-to self-help books on my phone. But, mm-hmm. like, it's something for me, I love turning a page. So, like, when I'm, when I'm traveling, I always have at least two or three books in my carry-on because it's mm-hmm. something about turning a page that just I love. Mm-hmm. You know, my girlfriend, she, she turns – she has a, you know, she has a Kindle, and she will read her book on her phone, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, but me, I like to turn, I like to turn a page. What do y'all like to? Well, who do y'all you like? like who do you like to read? What's it, what's in Nikki's library? Who do you love turning those pages up? <laughs> but what's interesting for me is, I do like a lot of meditating. So for me, it's more self help book. Now, oh, if somebody. Okay. So usually, like, if I'm at a book sign and I meet somebody, if Quan comes out with a book, if whoever is, is dear to me, if they come out with a book, I'll mm-hmm. have that book in my bag and I'll read their book. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I'm very much so into self-help. I like autobiographies. So I'm kind of weirdo when it comes mm-hmm. to books. Mm-hmm. Well, child, mm-hmm. let me tell you. See, my reading eye has <laughs> changed. It's, it has changed. Um, it's a little bit critical, so mm-hmm. it's hard for me to read for entertainment now because yes, my, my yes. eye is just so critical of pens because just I do it all day, every day. But yes. I found myself into um, more into nonfiction books, and mm-hmm. Pastor uh, uh, Torre Roberts has a book called Wholeness. Y'all, it, it was a blessing for me to be able to be part of their launch team for his book. Um, I, mm-hmm. His wife uh, is actually on my bucket list of guests on the show. And when she started her own podcast, I was like, oh, well, there goes that. Uh, no Sarah Jakes Roberts <laughs> here. And just no, so happens, you can't I don't say know. that. Well, mm-hmm. it just so happens. I'm like, I don't know. Something happened, and I ended up um, getting – getting something for his launch team. So I got the book. We got the book for like $10. Now, that's a hardcover book. We got the book for $10. And it's like a group that we're in. And 
I mean, it's awesome. And so when the book came out on the 6th, it came out the other day, y'all. Let me tell y'all, somebody ran into my um, mailbox. And so I didn't get my oh, book. Okay. And I was like, oh, no, I'm getting this book. When I say she she ran over it, and I have a brick mailbox. Oh, Lord. She Lord. took it out. Yes. Oh, and so I said, well, I'm getting this brick. I said, I'm getting this book. So I didn't get my book, my, my hardcover, but I said, I'm going to get it on um, Audible. And that book, though, mm-hmm. that book will reach you on any level you are on, any space you are on in your life, and mm-hmm. you will have the desire to expand to whatever. I mean, it talks about, he talks about wholeness and how we are not whole when we enter into different situations, relationships. I mean, that book, he put his foot up in there. He put his foot Mm. in there. Mm. I have to read it again before I do my review. So, you know, I read it, and then I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to read it again so I can take notes this time, and then I'm going to do my review for it. But, yes, I'm I'm into those, like, nonfiction, spiritual-type books that help you to do better, help you to be better, make you want better and that's one of those books yes. right there and just being able to be part of his launch team um, because I do promotion you know everything is a learning experience and that's a whole nother different we were talking about levels it's a whole nother different level of uh, author and literature and how, how they work and so I'm able to see how they run a group I'm able to see um, how the promotional team works, things that they do to interact and engage. And I'm able to go back and share with my authors, um, okay, y'all, so we're going to try to do this. Okay, you, I mean, it's just an experience. It's just an experience. Right. Everything is an experience. But that book, y'all, I'm telling y'all, go ahead on and get that one click. You will not regret okay. it. I'm putting my name mm-hmm. on that Wholeness. Wholeness, mm-hmm. yes, by Torrey Roberts. Okay. Okay. Love right. it. And um, Sarah Jakes Roberts has a book. It's called Never Settle for Safe. That's another one, too. Right. Okay, that's my, re- right. that's, that's my reader platform for the day. <laughs> I know, right? Nikki, this is Tony. I want to ask you a question. Um, what do you contribute to your longevity in the industry? What is it that has kept you relevant in this industry, do you feel? I don't know. You know, I feel every book I write, I people always, okay, so people always say, where's the next book coming? You need to release books more. And I just try to make sure that what I'm working on is the best mm-hmm. that I can possibly make it. I, it it's polished the best that I, I give it all that I have to give. Right. So, you know, I try not to rush. I just try to make sure I'm putting out a great product and I'm not disappointing. Mm. Mm. And what's your writing so process? Do you have, like, you, oh my God. you have a special Portrait. room? You have, certain, like, Twizzlers or chips or...
well, crunch time with edits. I, I do, I don't, I, I think I put more into the actual story and just trying to make the story great so that when mm-hmm. the edit, the editor gets it, all she does is really enhance it. Mm-hmm. Melanie Guy taught me that at Random House. Like, mm-hmm. she was the best editor I ever worked with in my whole life. Melanie Guy from mm-hmm. One World Valentine. And mm-hmm. what? Honey, she could she would redline it up. I remember when I did Black Widow, she told me she said, um, I I had been going through some stuff in my you know, in my personal life and I just wasn't focused. But she just was like, Okay, can you send some pages? So I sent her like the first four chapters and so she called me back and we were really close. You know, because we mm-hmm. were like birthing this baby together, because that's what I call my books a baby. And she mm-hmm. she says this baby has a pale paw. Oh. Wow. So, a pale paw. <laughs> I said it has a pale paw, so that just hurt my feet. This is like tore my heart out. So I just <laughs> went back and I just thought I just started started from the top and I just took it and just made it the best that it could possibly be. Now usually mm-hmm. I'm on crunch trying to get the draft to the once I get the draft out of my hand and head into the publisher's hands, I'm good after that. I can handle whatever it is. It's just getting it out of my head and out of my mm-hmm. hand to the publisher that give that drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I answered your question, but like mm-hmm. for me, it's like the beginning process. And then for me, when I start a book, because usually the book that I'm writing, I've written it in my head like a year ago. So for a year, mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about the storyline and what I want, who she is, you know, I'm usually thinking mm-hmm. about it way before I even sit down to write. And then once mm-hmm. I sit down to write, if I can get past the first six chapters, it will write mm-hmm. itself for me. And then I mm-hmm. also outline. Do y'all outline? Mm-hmm. Um, outline. If I say no, mm-hmm. you can't tell Victoria that I said no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 I don't, I don't, I think I find myself thinking a lot. Like, I've written, I think, the same six chapters, like five or probably longer than that. Every time I turn around, I find myself rewriting. I find myself rewriting the same thing. But I also find myself, like, thinking about different scenarios and, and different things that I can put into it. So I'm constantly thinking about it, but I get mm-hmm. so... I tried to put down. I can't get into. I can't get into the outline. I don't know what it is. See, see the outline mm-hmm. is just like see the way I describe my outline. When people say, "How do you start writing?" Okay, so where do you live? What state do you live? I live in Georgia. What part? I live in Conyers. Okay, so what I come from, Miami or Virginia? What I drive from Virginia? To Conyers, Georgia, without a roadmap. No. Even if I know where I'm going, even if I know your house, I'm still gonna put it in navigation because I might want to stop over here at the outlet mall. I might want to stop mm-hmm. over here to um get me something to eat. Oh, do they have a two-day maps over there? Oh, they got home goods. Okay, let me see how many hours it is. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't do that drive without right. a roadmap. There's no way. I'm going to put the navigation. Even if I've been in your house 10 times, I'm going to still put it in the navigation to come to your mm-hmm. house. Because what if I have, 
what what if the traffic changed and I need to go another way? But I'm going to have right. my, road, my basic roadmap to figure out how long it's going to take me there, you know, just so I can know where I'm going and I can get an idea of where I'm going. Now, is my outline going to be 20, 30 pages? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to know at least where I'm going and where I want to end up. And even if I'm not really sure of the exact ending, mm-hmm. I'm going to at least be able to get in your neighborhood. You get it? Mm-hmm. That's a good point. That's a good correlation, Lee. She just kind of broke it down. Mm-hmm. You know how Victoria always tells mm-hmm. you guys the, about going over the same chapters over and over and over instead of just writing it. And she just gave you mm-hmm. a perfect time about doing that outline. So mm-hmm. let's get it so, cracking, yeah, so, girl. <laughs> yeah, so, so, I've, so and, and I never did an outline until I did the Death Before Dishonor book. That was the book with Fifty and I. Now, he required a treatment. I was like, what is a treatment? So when they sent me the example, I was like, oh, it's like, kind of like an outline I used to do in school. So I did that. And I was like, oh, this is a, a good little tool to use. And so mm-hmm. I've always had, like, you know, who are my characters? You know, who are the main characters? Um, even though I might have, like, chapter two. Chapter one might not even exist. I might have, like, chapter two and three. And, you know, just, just I can know where I'm going. And then once I get that mm-hmm. down, I can start writing from there. And then when I get to chapter six, baby is on. It is she's writing herself. And then she starts calling mm. her calling my name to her, like, please come, come, come deal with me today. Mm. <laughs> and as a writer You're coming over today, we hanging out today. Yes. What you guys but going on today? We get the cabin. But some mm-hmm. but sometimes I say I call it my mojo. Like some days my mojo she just don't show up. Like I'll be at the mm. I'll be at the door looking out the window asking my neighbor, like <laughs> You see my mojo? Because if you see her up the block, tell her come on down here. I'm looking for her. Absolutely. And you are so creative. You are so creative in what you do. Now, you got these vision parties going. Tell us how you got into that. Well, I've always been like a visionary. And I've always done vision boards my whole adult life, even before I decided Mm -hmm. to write a book. I visualize, like, my relationship. I visualize so many things. And I've always had a vision board. So what will happen is people, I'm the friend that everybody calls when they need, like, a solution. And I mm-hmm. always say, do you have a vision board? When they start saying, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave my job. I want to do this. I want to do that. I say, well, do you have a vision board? And they'll be like, no. So my girlfriend, Carmen, she um, was talking to me one day about, just stuff that was going on in her life. And I was like, girl, we got to do you a vision board. So we did a vision board. And then so she started saying, girl, like, you need to be like, you need to do this for everybody. Everybody needs to come and see my my friend Nikki to get their vision board done. So people would start calling me in my circle and be like, help me do a vision board. So mm-hmm. um, another friend who kept on manifesting stuff on her vision board, so she would always call me and be like, Girl, remember when I put that ring on that vision board? Girl, it's the same ring. I said, I've been trying to tell you. Remember when mm-hmm. I said I wanted to meet so-and-so? Girl, I just was going through the airport, and I couldn't believe they were flying in the regular airport. And so it would just be all of these people calling me and telling me about the things they were manifesting. So one day I just went on Facebook, and I just said, hey, thinking about doing a vision board party, just got to call my friend who manifested a few things, who's interested. And so people, you know, thought, I was like, okay, I'm interested, I'm interested, I'm interested. And I just started doing them, and they have been so amazing. And, again, I've done them with 
people one-on-one, but this is the first time I've really done it in, in a huge group like this. Mm-hmm. And they have mm-hmm. just been so phenomenal. And people, they are not the same when they leave. It's such a wow. empowering and powerful experience. Wow. That sounds interesting. So and it kind of keeps you focused. Yes. What happened? It keeps and it's you like focused. even it with my you... career, even with my career, when I first started writing, when I decided to do my book, I was a travel agent working at the Federal Building downtown. And I remember I was like the youngest person that worked there, and people were sick. So I was like, oh, I'm about to um, do a book. I'm about to be a best-selling author. They was like looking at me like this girl crazy. So then my job mm-hmm. ended, and I could get a job at this base, which was like maybe like an hour from my house. I had like a, a small baby. And so um, they were saying to me like, just like, we're going to get you another job. I was like, wait a minute, do I get a service package? Because I'm going to put out my book on my service package. They was like, yeah, but, like, you got your little baby. You got to have insurance for him. Like, we're going to get you this other job. I was like, I'm about to be a best-selling author. I don't need that other job. And they was like, good girl. <laughs> it's cuckoo. She is really crazy. And so what happened is, like I said, I was, like, the youngest person who worked there. And so mm-hmm. my supervisor called my grandmother and was like, listen, we believe in her, and we believe she's going to do whatever. We know that she's outgoing and super ambitious. But she do know, you know, she just had a little baby, right? Like, at the time, my baby was still in Pampers, in the stroller, some days coming to work with me. <laughs> and so they was like, and so my grandma was like, well, you know what? I believe it. She said she want to do this. All I can do is support her. So it was like, well, you know, she's giving up her government job to go write books that she don't even know nobody in the book game. I was like, I'm about to be a best-selling author. And honey, show <laughs> as hell, I released my book, and two months later, I was on Essence Bestsellers. Awesome. See? That's amazing. Mm-hmm. But I spoke it into existence. Yes. And so people, some people say, do. yeah, some people say that's luck. I say, no, that's unspeakable faith. That's impeccable faith. And that mm-hmm. is making the vision plain, saying this is what I'm going to do, and working towards it and doing it. It's just that simple. Absolutely. So and it goes back to what you were saying about uh, being ready. You know, yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. in order for you to receive, you got to get a position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. So, like, if, yeah. like, like if, if I, like I always say, oh, I want to learn to do my makeup. I'm not going to learn my makeup just sitting in here doing nothing. i got to play with my makeup. I gotta, you know, go to the Mac store, pick out stuff or whatever. Like I'm mm-hmm. whatever it is that you wanna do, you have to actively work towards doing it to get in position right. to be able to receive. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I true. talked enough. Go ahead, y'all. I'm talking to y'all today. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why we do no you honestly, you. This is why we do mm-hmm. what we do. We created this show. It's a free platform because you know every author cannot pay twenty thirty dollars to get an interview. I mean, come on. But we do it because a lot of times what you the passion behind why you do what you do, the reasoning behind why you do what you do, that encourages people. That that puts them out there. You out here dropping jewels, you are um mm-hmm. what a lot of authors are aspiring to even be. 
You know oh. what I'm saying? So when you get to yes. talking, it's okay because somebody is learning. Somebody is getting poured into from whatever you're saying. And they're yes. taking that and they're saying, let me apply this to what I'm going to do. And it's funny because you use the word position. And somebody asked me something the beginning of the year, and it was like, well, what is your vision? Because I have all these things in my head that I want to do. And I said, my You got to do a vision board. I have one. It's, mm-hmm. I have a vision board. Okay. I did it for the first time. Shout out to Lady Inc. Uh, with uh, the church group, uh, a ladies from church. Okay. That, yeah. Yes. And that was the first time I had ever done a vision board. And I was like, wow. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I love the experience. And you said positioning. And I said for 2018, that is my my focus is to position myself because my vision is already there. Your vision, it, it changes here and there, but it does not change. The shell of your vision doesn't change. Just some no. some dynamics of it. But I know that I have to position mm-hmm. myself and I have to be positioned to be able to make certain things happen and move in certain directions. So with the things that you say, people are feeding off of that. They're, they're getting mm-hmm. that, and it's setting in their spirit. And nine times out of ten, you're saying something that they already thought about. They already felt right. about it was something that was already in their spirit to to think on, and all you're doing is just putting it out there like, "Look, this is I went through, I had to do some things, but I made sure that I did this, that, and other." So if there was authors listening that needed a word, they're frustrated, mm-hmm. they're trying to get their book written, they're trying to get their book published, they're trying to publish their own book. What are at least five jewels that you would drop on their spirit right now. Okay, so you're saying they're, tr- they're listening, they're trying to get that book started, or they're trying mm-hmm. to publish their book. Okay, well, first, I think, I, I, say, I think that sometimes it's not quantity, it's quality. Mm-hmm. So it's not how many books you drop. It's the, you know, because Hustler's Wife, I still get a royalty check for it. Mm. Because I just think it's the quality. Like, it's not the quantity. You know, you could have 150 books. Right. As opposed to somebody could have 10 books, 10 solid books. And it's, mm-hmm. it's quality. So I just, I feel like I want people, I feel like if I were a new writer, I would make sure that I had a good product. Because, see, a good product is going to go a long way. It's going to go a long way because when, when I come across a great product, guess what I do? I'm, I'm going to buy it maybe 10, 12 times, 20 times over, and I'm going to give it to you, 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 you. Okay, girl, I just read this book, or I just got this top, I just got this lip gloss, whatever it is that I got that's great, that I love, and it's a good product. I'm telling everybody I know, and I'm, and I'm not only telling everybody I know, I'm buying the people I love or people who I feel that needed a copy mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. that product. So I just think make sure that your product is good. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's together. I said, get your book edited. It has to be professionally edited, not by your baby mama, not by your cousin, none of that. Like it needs to be professionally edited. What else mm-hmm. do I think? Um, and I think really for me, like write about what you write about. Write the story that you're passionate about. Like, I hear people all the time say, well, oh, I'm just going to write a book. I don't know what I'm going to write a book about. I just know I want to write a book because it seems like you authors are making a lot of money. Like, that don't necessarily cut it. Write something that you're passionate about that mm-hmm. you, like, sometimes when I go and I read my, when I get my edits back, 
and I read the story, pick it from the top, and I'd be like, oh, my God, I can't even, I I can't believe I wrote it. I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Absolutely. And if, well, we have a, yeah. our next creative guest in the chat room, and I want you to stay on because I, I want you all to be able to, to connect connect today. Um, we got the fabulous we actor Melvin Jackson, Melvin. Jr. Hey. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Melvin. What's up, Nikki? Thanks for Hey, Melvin. You know we got yeah. another tomorrow, right, Melvin? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're doing so many but great things. But thank you. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I appreciate being you too. Thank you guys thank for having you. me. <laughs> yes, you you over there. You got gumbo cooking in your creative pot now. You got you got some <laughs> things going on. Tell us tell us. Last time you came on New Edition, the the uh, New Edition movie came out. Okay, so tell us mm-hmm. what you got going now. Well, right now um, I'm still in post-production on a Christian-based film that I um, wrote and produced and directed um, about the industry, kind of deals with what's going on now, um, some of the cast and couch issues, things about, you know, um, people, Christians, thinking they have to compromise their faith in order to be successful in this business. And I'm just showing them that, you know, what can happen if you go down that road, and I'm showing you that you don't have to um, if you follow God's plan. Um, so I'm just finishing that. I think that's definitely something that, you know, um, a lot of people are looking forward to. And, and then we're just continuing to uh, do more projects. Like, I, you know, I have a, a romantic basketball dramedy, I call it, called Love is an Affair. And it's pretty much inspired by Love and Basketball, uh, which is one of my favorite movies. So, um, a couple, you know, and then I have my children's book that me and my wife um, wrote. And it's out right now on Amazon called The Adventures of Jimmy the Fly. Mm. You've been over here doing mm. some things. You got gumbo going, you got barbecue going, and you frying chicken at the same time. You better stop it. So how do you how do you find time? Because you're an actor. Actors already have that rigorous um, process from for roles and getting here and getting there. And you're writing. How are you able to balance all of that with your family at the same time? I mean, you definitely have to prioritize everything, and uh, my family definitely comes first, and so I always try to make sure that um, I put my family first because a lot of times in the beginning, family, my family would come secondary. Like I would say I'm doing it for my family, but they would get the short end of the stick because I was going so hard. So, I, you know, I had to kind of uh, revamp how I did things because when I get so, you know, focused on what I'm doing, it becomes work, 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 and it's like I have to have time for my wife. I have to have time for my kids. And so it's definitely just making sure that you um, structure time out to where everything is, is, is not all happening at the same time. You definitely have a time where you spend time with the, the, the family, and then you have time where it's business. So um, it hasn't been hard since i kind of, you know, been cognizant of, of making sure that I uh, put family first. Absolutely. I want to ask Nikki the same question because the writer's life is a whole different tier. It's a whole different kind of life. I could probably count on five five fingers how often an author actually probably leaves their house when they're writing. And so, Nikki, for you, you have your vision board parties, you have your other projects going on. How do you balance that out with home life and being an author at the same time with those long hours? Well, now I can say that, you know, my kids are grown at this point. (laughs) So uh-huh. I have, uh, my kids, my kids are away at school. So 
my one, um, my daughter usually, she'll come, she can come with me, and she'll do, you know, to help. And, again, my, my son is away at school, so I'm an empty nester. So it's a little bit easier, but when I was years ago when they were little, it was hard for me. Like, Melvin, you got it covered, but it was hard to just juggle everything. And then after my mm-hmm. books would come out and I would get, like, a downtime, I used to just make up for it crazy. So you just have to have, mm. like, a lot of balance because it's like once the book comes out, but once you turn the book in, you have a little bit of time in between that publication, but you're still trying to pre-promote your book. And then when the book actually comes out, you hit the book tour. Back then we did. It's, it's a little different now. Mm-hmm. And you were on tour for quite some time. So it was. it used to be tough. But mm-hmm. I just would always wow. spend uh, as much time, and I would try to structure my schedule, my writing schedule around when they got when they got home from school, when they were done with that extracurricular activities, and just tried to balance it and make it work. But it's tough. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, in that same vein, uh, this is Tony, guys. I want to ask the both of you: since becoming an author and since becoming um, active in the industry, Melvin, have you ever had a moment? where you just said to yourself, what the heck am I doing? That it just becomes so overwhelming? Um, I, I think that I've, I think I've had those, those moments in the sense of more so like, when is it going to happen for me? More so when, what am I doing? Cause I know what I'm doing and I, you know, I, I love this business and I love what I'm doing. So it's been fun, but it's those moments. It's mm-hmm. like, I, oh, man, I'm so close. Why hasn't it happened for me yet? And so it's those right. moments that, that kind of like, you know, has has me kind of like in a space, but I've never been like questioning why am I doing this? Because I know, you know, because I love it and I'm good at it. And you know, the mm-hmm. people that I've met in in the business, we're able to grow. And so I, but at, at when you ask those questions, God will quickly answer back. If you asking Him and not just asking, right. you know, He'll He'll tell you, He'll right. tell you, and He'll and he, when He has a plan for you, then you understand what it is you're doing, and and then you're not so eager to receive all the things that He's already promised you. So it's like for me, I'm like, okay, patience. I have to continue mm-hmm. to be patient, even though I know I have some people around me that haven't been doing this as long as I have and are maybe successful, but everybody's journey is different. And so as long as I don't try mm-hmm. to compete with somebody or say, well, I want to be like them, I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, when I start getting into yeah. that space of where I'm trying to compete with somebody else and, and do what they're doing, everybody has a different story. And so I cannot live their situation. I have to live my own. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, how yeah, was that it? Was... Go ahead, mm-hmm. Nikki. No, I was just gonna tell um, Melvin that was that was a good word right there. It was. <laughs> mhm. It's a good word. And I have a question because it, you know you have authors that want to go into film and actors that want to be authors. So I want to ask you guys about the other side. Now, when you sat down to write that children's book, that's a lot different from writing uh, a, a book geared towards adults, Melvin. How was that process for you from writing um, a screenplay or writing to writing a, a book for a child? Yeah, it's definitely different because a screenplay, you have, you know, you're writing the description, you kind of painting the picture for the audience, you know, and for for the the, the kids, you it's more so with pictures, it's more so with not a whole lot of words in the sense of as far as long, you know, so explanatory because sometimes you're trying to like write it out, and you're like, wait a minute, this is for three and five years. Okay, I got to 
change what I'm saying. I've got to change certain things, make it more condensed. And so that was just the difference because I am, you know, sitting down writing scripts. So it's like I understand it's a whole different thing than now sitting down writing a kid's book because you have to think as a three- or five-year-old as opposed to an adult. So I think that was mm-hmm. just a challenge. And me and my wife were like, oh, so we're throwing stuff out there. And she's like, no, that's that's too much, you know. And so it's just having having to, you know, know how to condense it. So I think that was just the difference of that. And it was challenging. Um, and so it's like while you're in that flow, you kind of, that's why we're trying to knock out the next two books. So we, we have it all, all figured out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, Nikki, for you, how is it on the flip side? Um. Going from the because just book. the structure. Mhm. It, it, for me, I just think that it's tough because the structure is different. How you write it, just the format is different. Wouldn't you think, Melvin? Yeah, it is. It is. But I mean, the thing is, the the easy transition for for Arthur is that you already you know you have your story, you have your 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 beginning, middle, and end. So you already kind of are, are ahead of the game in the sense of someone who's never written before. You know, as an author, you already True. know, like, you can write a book, you can write a movie. Just like they, as an yeah. artist, if you can write a song, you can write a movie. That's what Ice Cube did. I agree. So it, yeah. it's, just, it's just learning the structure, but you already kind of know how to write. And so that's the easier part about it. You know, for me, I wasn't a writer. I just had things in my head, and I'm like, I'm going to sit down and write, and I'll write for myself, but I don't how to sit and try to write for somebody else. Somebody paid me like, hey. I want to pay you just like I got offered to, to write to myself. I'm like, that's not me. I have people on my team, but that's not who right. I am. I'm like, <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. One of, one of the good things that I think for me with trying to make the transition was I was, as a writer, sometimes we draw things out. And I've always, as an author, wanted to show instead of tell, and you really have to show instead of tell with films, with the script. So that was like a plus for me, but just the structure was like super-duper hard. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so now you you guys are – writing, you're writing in different elements because, you know, you're more than just authors. As a writer, you're 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 an artist. You can create any element. Um, if we were to talk to you two years from now and we were talking about um, the things that you have set forth and the things that your pen has set forth, what are some of those things we'll be talking about two years from now? We'll start with Nikki. Oh, the sky's the limit. Television, film, Oscars, all of that, Emmys. I just think that mm-hmm. it's so much that I aspire you to do. Cast mm-hmm. Melvin on my show. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's already out of the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Cast Melvin on the show. Melvin is in the show. And what do you think? And the same question for you, Melvin. Um, Two years from now, we were sitting down talking about the things that you have accomplished with your pen. What are some of the things we'll be talking about? With my pen, hmm. um, I would even going to. I mean, I'll, I'll answer your question and then I'll take it a step further. Um, with my pen, is definitely you know, open um, people's mind up to to not just um, write what's entertaining, but write what's needed. 
sometimes we, you know, we go to, to be entertained, and when something is educating us, we tend to walk out the movie theater and not, not want to see it. But it's also, you know, it's, it is an entertainment business, but it's a way to entertain, but it's also a way to educate. And so for me, I want to, you know, make uh, thought-provoking uh, material to where people are thinking, and they're like, oh, I, or something like, there's one project that I, that I wrote where it's about women that have gone through things, and it's, you know, it's a, a man's point of view. But it's just like, it's just certain things that women have gone through, but they haven't gotten through it. So when people read it, when women are reading, they're like crying and like, how do you know my story? But because it's like, if God putting something on my mind or it's hard to write, I do that. And I, and the response is, is so crazy. So my thing is, is to change people's lives through my writing and, and what it is that, that um, how I tell my story. Absolutely. And I love it that you guys always keep God in what you're doing. And so my question is, because both industries can get really tainted, they can get really, really gritty and, and rough sometimes. So how do That's each why you got to keep God in it, honey. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. How do each of you stay um, untainted in such a tainted environment? How do you keep yourself grounded with God and making sure you use him in everything that you do um, in your career? I know for me, I Whoa. Go ahead. ahead. I just consistently pray and I just ask for discernment. Mm -hmm. It's just that simple, you know. It's like you just, I know for me, like my family, and I just consistently pray and just pray every day that I'm doing God's work and what He wants me to do. Mm. That's powerful. And and for me, you know, for me, like he showed me a long time ago that it's not about me, you know, he, and I didn't understand, like saying what he means, you know, it's not about me. It's about who I can help, who I can be a blessing to. So yes. I always just try to spread that love and, you know, and cause I mean, in this business, people are always like, okay, what are you going to do? I'm going to do something for you, but what you going to do for me? I don't live off that mentality mm-hmm. because I understand that God's going to bless me because of what I'm already supposed mm-hmm. to be doing. So I never do yes. something for, yeah, I never do something for somebody to look for something in return. It just has to, has to be natural. And that's how I've got a lot of my roles, a lot of things in this business, just having that good relationship with people and just being an honorable person. So I, I just say that, you know, always keep your surrounding tight, close, and keep God in it. If God's always in it, then you always know you ain't got to you ain't got to bring him in until when you go into a crisis because he's going to keep you away from most of that. Um, anyway, because yes. he's going to take people mm-hmm. out of your life that don't need to be there. He's going to bring people that need to be around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that um, I, this is Tony, yeah. and um, um, Nikki, I love the word you use, which is discernment, and I try to use that and, and apply that to my life as well. That's a very powerful word. But I want to ask Melvin, you've had a myriad um, of acting jobs, and if a young person is listening tonight, what advice would you give a young person on how to be successful in this industry and to try to hold on to certain values? What would you say to them that are listening tonight? I would say one always believe in yourself, better in yourself, and um, build your brand. I think a lot of people hit me up uh, all the time, and you know, want to know how to get into this business. And all the questions I ask them is like, why do you want to be in this business? Two, have you researched mm-hmm. about this business? Three, have you taken any acting classes? Like, if you haven't, if you haven't done those three things, then you're not serious about the business because you should be coming to me saying, hey, Melvin, I've taken acting classes, I got my headshot. I know why I want to be in this business. It's not just for fame and fortune. And then you may yes. get a response that's like, okay, cool, let me mention you. But if it's just about, well, I don't want to be rich and famous, then be a reality star. This is not 
This is not, right. you know, a, a, a situation where you just come in and you automatically a star. Like, it's work. Yeah. Right? It's put in each and every Agreed. day. So I don't take it lightly. You know, I, I think it's definitely not for everybody. And just because, mm-hmm. you know, somebody may tell you, oh, oh you're funny and you make an act. Like, that don't mean you, need, you should be an actor. It's hard work. Mm-hmm. It's competition. Mm-hmm. And you come in L.A., it's even harder. So I would just say, you know, better yourself, believe in yourself. And definitely keep God, keep God in it. And, and I can't, every, I can't preach, you know, speak what everybody else is, but I know who I serve. And I'll just say keep God in it, definitely, and he'll direct you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. Mm-hmm. So we always like to do um, fun questions here on Let's Chat. We, we'd like to, to do it a little different. And so normally t- t- uh, T has one, but I have, I have one for each of you. So if you could write, Melvin, if you can write your visioned screenplay and you can have three actors in that play, dead or alive, who would they be and why? Uh, It would be Meryl Streep, Eddie Murphy, and... uh, Denzel, uh, Meryl Street because she's Meryl Street. She was, you know, definitely a lover and Daryl Lewis Carter, and I, I think it was definitely, you know, be someone who could tell the story. Um, mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy because you know he definitely has shaped this uh, industry in, in so many ways, box office writing and all he's, he's done. I think that is definitely someone I definitely want to have in my project so I can also learn from him as well. And then Denzel, mm-hmm. because Denzel is definitely, he's a God, God-fearing man, and he, he has a lot of wisdom to, to, to bring to the project as well as to the set. And so I think that with those three, you know, we will have a, an amazing time, an amazing storytelling moment. So, you know, those will be mm-hmm. my, my three. Mm-hmm. Good okay. one. Good one. Good one. <laughs> yes. I like that Meryl too. too. A lot of people don't appreciate her <laughs> yeah. skill. But if you've seen yes. Devil Wears Prada, I could watch that forever. Yes. That place to stay yeah. out of every, 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 yes. every script she does. She plays the stank out of them every time. That's she good. Does. That's she good. Does. And I love me some Denzel. I'm just waiting to get my tickets there. He's coming to Broadway. I'm in New York, and I every time I see the commercial, I'm like, babe, date night. Yeah, he's about to go on Broadway <laughs> yes. again, and I'm just waiting to get my tickets. Absolutely. Now, Nikki, my question for you is, if you could write an anthology with three authors, dead or alive, what authors would you pick and why? Oh, my God. (laughs) That's so hard. (laughs) I only get three? Yep, you only get three. You want want Um, more, at least. Donna Goins. Oh. Jackie Collins. <clears throat> I don't know the, the third one. Who would my third one be? It's so hard. <laughs> it's not fair. Those are some <laughs> good ones too. Those two are great. <laughs> oh my God, this is so. Um. James Patterson, maybe? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Those are some 
good choices. I know. That's right. That's, that's a good. Like, that's a good anthology right there. You know it's gonna know. sell. I mean, you know people gonna write it, and you know the story's gonna be hot. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And you know who who I love, and I just don't think that his book ever got enough airplay. Guy Johnson okay. at, the, at the scratch line. What's you heard name? that book? Guy What's Johnson standing at the Guy Johnson standing at the scratch line. Mm-hmm. No. Oh my God. Guy Johnson. Oh my Ooh. God. Now look into that one, Lee. Yeah, you gotta tell us a little bit about that. But, but you know, we when you peak our interest, you got our radar going. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about that book. It's just, it's just like a very deep and intense book, and it's the book is maybe like about five six hundred pages. Wow. The Echoes of a Distant Heart, I think, is the follow up to it. And it's a part two. Like an, yes, honey, it's an amazing. Um. It's just an amazing book, and it's set like back in the day. And it's just, oh my god, I just love that book. It it took it takes a while to read because it's not an easy read, but it's like a very intense read. Mm-hmm. And it's by Guy Johnson. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But look into that list. Mhm. It's just a mm-hmm. great book. Mhm. Okay, that's on my list now. You ain't got me interested. I want to know what that was said about. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't say prepare yourself, clutch pearls now, and embrace yourself, Melvin, because you know T ain't no telling what she gonna ask y'all. Mm-hmm. She always had these clutch fun the questions. I think we got Melvin last time on the question. I don't know what she got <laughs> planned for y'all, um, but I'm just gonna say. We apologize in advance, but we we do like that to show our <laughs> listeners all sides of the people that we bring on the show, all sides <laughs> of their favorite actors and authors, so that they get that intimate experience with y'all. And I think that it helps them to appreciate uh, the work that you guys put in uh, and bring to us on a daily basis. So go ahead, T. I'm ready. <laughs> and with be that being said. <laughs> With that being said, I'm going to carry on from my awesome guest, Lazio Hunt, with Nikki's question. Um, and Uh-oh. she had a prompt, Nikki. I'm not sure if you heard the end of her interview. Um, but I just want you to insert a prompt into your latest book. And I want you to share that with our listening audience before you leave the chat room. I want you to insert a little prompt, give us a little taste of that creative juice. But I want it to be in the form of an ice cube as well. Uh, ice cube? Okay, we're going to have an ice cube inside of my story already? No, I want you to just create a a fun little excerpt sort of using an ice cube. It doesn't have to necessarily be in your book. It's just a little prop just to hear your creative juices flow. Like make up a scene. Make I got to see. The scenes don't come, baby. The scenes don't come this easy now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, and Melvin, why she's thinking, I want you to put it into a And while she's thinking, I want you to put it into a children's book form. What was the question? <laughs> right? <laughs> the ice cube is the prop. 
The ice cube is the prop. So you're going to take the ice cube and you're going to insert it into a scene in your book. Just make up a scene. Okay. Uh, so when Jimmy wakes up from getting hit in the head, um, a lady standing there with a bag of ice cubes, and he just, instead of taking the bag of ice cubes, he just takes one and uses and, and it. <laughs> Okay. Right off the top of his head. There you go. <laughs> okay, Nikki, your turn. We ready? I don't know. I just told you, girl, we I'm ready? Ice cube. I was like, she been watching too many Spike Lee movies. This is been watching too many Spike Lee movies. I don't know. <laughs> well, next time you come into the chat room, we're gonna have to get you with a good one. You're gonna owe us double. Yes. How's that? You're gonna okay. owe us I'll a do double. Too. Okay, so I, oh, I'll give y'all two next time. That's how I cute, though. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm going to change it up. I'm going to switch it up. Okay. Well, okay, see, now okay. we'll be at Essence, and we're going to do a live show at Essence. So we'll be ready. We'll be ready for you then mm-hmm. at Essence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you okay. still will. <laughs> well, I'm excited. You're going to be I'm thinking excited. about it Thank now. For, I'm going to be on point. Thank y'all for having me on y'all show. I'm so glad I did y'all show. I appreciate y'all for inviting me. I've had a great time. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you. Yes, yes. Okay, so I'll talk to y'all later. Thanks, Mel, and I'll call you Before you go, you got to shout out your social media. Shout out your books, Nick. And shout out your most recent book and where people can get them. Get them one quick. I am... Okay, so I am Nikki Turner, N-I-K-K-I Turner, and I am Millionaire Minded is my vision board, Instagram, and Facebook, and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And my newest book is Charisma. It's in stores now. It's a good read. Um, hit me up. Hit me up on social media. Nikki, I got a awesome. question for you. It was a book you gave me when I came to your uh, book party in Richmond that time. Yeah, I forgot the name of the book, but it was a red cover with a lady up there. Glamorous the Life. Uh, oh, damn, it was that book. Life. Oh, we need to do that movie. Yes. We need to do that movie. Yes, we're working on it. Let's work on it. All right. That's it. All right. Y'all heard it here. Y'all heard it. This is a creativity moment. Look, this is a creativity moment. Look, Cardi B is the only one making money moves. Yeah, we making them too. Well, we're going to be ready. We'll be, we'll be waiting for our tickets. Absolutely. And now, we'll share any of your thing that you like to share to our listening audience that they should be looking out for from you as well. I'm definitely um, trying to definitely continuing. Um, I started a tour last year. Uh, I was different, trying to go to different schools called the Dream Big Tour, um, inspiring youth and kids. And I'm just trying to be a blessing in the world, um, shaping young minds and saving souls. And just telling my story, my testimony, and how I survived and how I, you know, got to where I am. And what I do is I tell, I keep it real with people. I say, you know, even though you may see me on TV, see me in these movies, I still have a nine to five because I believe in making sure I can turn my lights on, I have food on my table, and I can mm-hmm. provide for my kids. So that's important. Um, the industry yes. is fickle, as we all know. You up one minute and down the next. So until mm-hmm. I get that big check, I'm going to still be, cat- right. be clocking in. Um, so, yeah, I just say definitely I'm always promoting positivity and just trying to um, embrace love and, 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 and empower our people. Um, I think it's mm-hmm. more than just, you know, us supporting each other when it comes to Black Panther this next weekend, but just supporting each other in general. 
Awesome. That's that's a powerful word. Well, thank you guys so much, both of you, for spending some time out of your busy schedule. At least you're not here on this chat. We so appreciate you, and you guys know this is your home. You're welcome back here anytime. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you. Yes, we do. We will see you in essence. Yes, we will see Nikki in Essence. Melvin, we will see you soon. I appreciate you. You always support us. You always want to share your uh, career and the things you got going on with us here on Let's Chat. And so I'm excited for all the things you have going. And, you know, again, you are always welcome. So next time you got something going on, make sure you, you let us know so that we can get you on here. Will do. I appreciate you guys always. All right. Thank you so much. Nikki, we'll see you soon, girl. <laughs> Take care. Okay, take care. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Great show, great show. Make sure you guys come and kick it with us tomorrow. We will have the fabulous comedian Coco Brown, author Nikki Hill, and Laz um, Arell. He is the a famous, a fabulous film uh, director. He'll be in here coming to kick Mm -hmm. it with us tomorrow. We will see y'all tomorrow, and we are out. This is State of Emergency. Bitches, 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 bitches. You want me to do? I'm sorry. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. back. Corporate love and hustle. Making money hustle. Independent business. 24 struggles. On the block hustle. Crooked cop hustle. No sleep in these streets. 24 struggles. On the stroll hustle. Tricking John hustle. Working the pole. That's your goal. 24 struggles. Hustle, writing books, hustle, in, in, in the pen with your pen, 24 struggles. Uh-huh.